0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward, joined again by Spencer Holbrook. Hey, we promised we'd be back. There might be more news coming, uh, and this is a big one for Ohio State. Chris Olave, uh, who led the Buckeyes in uh, catches, receiving yards, and touchdowns, uh, has been one of the most clutch performers in all of college football, one of the most dangerous, deep threats and wide receivers that you will find anywhere. Not going to the NFL draft, uh, he has made his decision. He sat on it for a week, and as the deadline approached, Decided that he would stick with Ryan Day and Brian Hartline for one more year. Chris Olave returning to the Buckeyes. This is a huge one, Spencer.
1: Yeah, it's huge because when you get a guy that's this reliable and this dangerous and this potent and you compare him with Garrett Wilson next year and have that stability with Jeremy Rucker coming back, the offense almost looks like it's starting to take shape. And it, and it almost seems like with Chris Olave back in the fold, with Jeremy Rucker back in the fold, it doesn't really – I'm not going to say it doesn't matter who plays quarterback, but whoever the Buckeyes hand the keys to is going to have a nice – Stability, a nice sense of stability when they're throwing the ball. It, it 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 seems like everything's starting to take shape for this team to to once again be able to get to the college football playoff.
0: Well, yeah, and then you add in what you're going to have on the offensive line with you know Thayer Munford making his intentions clear over the weekend. We expect that Nicholas Frere will follow suit. You have those two tackles, all those pieces that you mentioned, building blocks for the next quarterback at Ohio State. Very useful whether that's C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, uh, or Kyle McCord. We can get into that you know later on, but. You know, Chris Olave, this this is the latest example of you know this selfless mentality. Uh, the way that he's wired just a little bit different than just about anybody else. You look at what he has already accomplished in these three years, emerging on the scene as a freshman with those big plays in the game, you know, postseason touchdowns, you know, even you know, last year after the difficult, you know, situation with the Fiesta Bowl and breaking off that route, then coming back and getting, you know, redemption in that sugar bowl against the Tigers. He's done almost everything that you possibly could. Now, he doesn't have a national championship. Now, I'm not saying that that's the sole motivator for him, but he's just, he's always been, uh, you know, fueled by different things than almost anybody else. You know, it's well known that he was an under the radar recruit and, you know, Ohio State kind of stumbled onto him by accident and all that stuff. You know, he's, he's, I guess maybe it's because he wasn't a five star number one recruit that he's been able to, you know, continue to do this and approach things quietly and never be one of those divas at the position the way that that, that's so cliche I mean he he loves being part of this offense part of that program you know nobody talks about the brotherhood more than Chris Olave and he has backed it up by decision which is something we've talked about if it's if you love it that much then you should probably have a bunch of guys willing to stay and put off the draft
1: for a year And it seems like they're starting to get that from some of their key contributors, guys that need to come back and and probably should come back anyways for their own good are coming back and making that decision. And he's just the latest guy. Like, this is massive for the for Ohio State. To, to have a guy that is so reliable, so consistent, his practice habits are going to rub off on the freshman wide receivers. you got three of those coming in that, that are going to be impressionable. And to have Chris Olave as the receiver, as, as the leader in that receiver room, to have him man the offense and, and even teach a quarterback, you know, some of the things he's learned over his time being able to, you know, he's been around Justin Fields for a couple of years. He understands the offense. He knows what it takes to get to that national championship. Championship game, And for him to put off a low first round, early second round grade in order to come back, maybe win a national championship, maybe win the Blitnikoff, he's going to be high on that list next year. I know that, you know, a preseason All-American, I'm sure all the expectations are going to come with that. He still is showing the, selfless, the, the uh, selflessness to come back, put off all the millions of dollars that he probably can make. This is massive. I don't know if we can really uh, put into words how big this is for this offense.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's part of, you know, and you know, we talk about culture all the time here for Ohio State, but that's a big picture for the program. When you narrow it down to which units have backed that up and proven it the most, you know, Chris Olave was coming up at a time where he saw what Paris Campbell and Johnny Dixon and Terry McLaurin, the standard that they set. He was a part of that. You know, when Austin Mack and Benjamin Victor uh, and those guys the next year were doing the same thing. You know, being around veteran guys who wanted to teach and and you know leave a legacy working with the younger guys, I, you know, Chris Olavi will have to answer these questions for himself, but I would bet that he looks at what, you know, the, the way that Terry McLaurin is viewed in the program, uh, the contributions that he made, the way that he's spoken about so reverentially and wants to be talked about that way. And he still could have been, you know, for what he did as a junior for this unit, but those guys, you know, we we've talked about that before where this year they were losing you know, what six, six uh, guys over the last two years that they had to replace moving on to the next level. You know, this is an important bridge for to get those front decorated freshmen from last year a little bit more experience. They're going to be a bigger part of the offense. Maybe Brian Hartline will be able to use, you know, start getting back to five or six guys and not just throwing as heavily to Olave and Garrett Wilson, which by the way is not a problem because those guys are two of the best <laughs> wide receivers in the country, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's part of this decision for Olave to cement himself. He could break a bunch of school records potentially. Uh, and and he gets to, you know, make sure that there's some security, you know, going in as Ohio State puts a new quarterback on the field.
1: Yeah. And I think the cultural aspect of this, you know, being remembered like Terry McLaurin and being able to, uh, you know, leave your mark on the program, the program that kind of took a chance on him, you know, they saw him in a, in a, uh, throwing session with Jack Tuttle and decided he was a receiver. They wanted to take a chance on it's just a low three-star guy. And, and you almost wonder if he thinks that he owes it to the program, you know, to come back. And I, we'll get to talk to him. I'm sure about all of that because he's going to for sure, probably be a captain this year, I would assume. Uh, but he's going to be one of the leaders here. And I think that uh, Ohio state gets a huge uh, stability point for whatever quarterback, whatever wide receivers are going to be on the field. You're going to, you know, that on third and five, if you need a, a quick slant or a quick curl Chris Olave is going to be there he's going to get those feet down on the sidelines he's going to do everything the right way and you're going to have that security blanket in every aspect as a captain as the wide receiver as a part of the offense probably still as a gunner I don't think he's ever going to give that duty up I think that's that he's cemented himself in that regard but it it just again I can't overstate how big this is for the program just to get a guy like Chris Olave not just back on the field but back in that locker room.
0: I named five of the six of my Apologies to KJ Hill for not including him in that. Another guy who could have made the decision to leave early, really, really, all of them, you know, had opportunities to do so if they had wanted to go cash checks. There, so there's a bit of a a tradition now for Zone Six of guys, you know, wanting to stay through whether it's four or whether it's five years. And Olave has now seen that. Um, you know, it, plus, how much better coaching could you possibly get than from Brian Hartline? Those two are very close, um, have developed a tight relationship. Uh, sorry, so we know how this this works. You're still going to have Olave and Garrett Wilson to build around. You know Jamison Williams. We saw him coming on later as the season progressed. Uh, that's a pretty good top three right there that just about anybody in the country would would uh, trade for. And then you've got you know Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, when he was healthy and able to play, we saw him making you know spectacular catch early on the touchdown toe tapper. Uh, Julian Fleming, what he did when Chris Olave was out in the Big Ten title game. Uh, big time there. And you're about to get some more guys on the way. Uh, another five-star, the top player in the country in mecca Egbuka enrolling and getting into spring ball. So this, you know, Brian Hartline, he's got more talent than you could ever hope to have in one room.
1: Yeah, and, and you didn't even mention a guy, you know, if he can progress a little more, G. Scott. You mentioned a guy like Jaden Ballard. You mentioned a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. That name might ring a bell for some people. I just think this, this wide receiver room has a chance to get completely better than it was last year. And and when you bring back everybody, and Brian Hartline's bringing back everybody, I think, for the first time since he took over this job, which is kind of crazy to think about. But he's bringing every single player in, in the wide receiver room, I think, right? Every single well, player is going to be back, right?
0: I think that he is, I think his hands are clean up Demario McCall at this point.
1: Well, okay. Yeah. Every single player is back, right? <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> so every guy who contributed in that wide receiver room is going to be back. And it's kind of scary when you think about even with a new quarterback, what these wide receivers really could do when you get Olave and Wilson and Jamison Williams and Jeremy Ruckert and, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba more comfortable in the offense, all of those guys together. Plus you add those freshmen. Oh my gosh. I don't know what the big 10 is going to do because they're not going to stop Ohio state. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And you know, there's the, going to be the benefit of a running game that should be dominant as well. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's interesting how this will all tie in because, you know, Ryan day, he's earned the benefit of the doubt with getting that decision right at quarterback. But when you have those receivers to throw to, when you have Jeremy Ruckert in that offensive line, um, you know, there's really no excuse. CJ Stroud, Jack Miller, Kyle McCord, whoever it is, you're not going to have a better situation. You know, I understand that they're going to be inexperienced, you know, that they haven't, none of them have thrown a pass at the college level yet. And that's a big jump. But it'd be a lot more difficult to get your first reps at that level if you weren't throwing to Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. And off the bench, you've got Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jamison Williams and Julian Fleming and and Jeremy Rucker it's high, and all these, like, this is the situation, this is the ideal situation. So it may, it adds even more urgency, I think to to spring ball, to see who can take that lead. I personally think it'll be CJ Stroud. Again, we've got a lot, uh, a lot of time to get into that over the next couple months and then building into August and September. But just, this is a huge, huge deal. You said it massive, a number of times, Spencer. I mean, this is a, uh, you don't often get guys with Chris Olave's talent back for
1: one more year. Yeah, it's it's to, to have a guy that's got a first or second round draft grade, put that to the side, knowing that he probably can't go any higher just because of his size, weight. Like what do people look for in the NFL? His ceiling is probably where he is right now. And to have him come back and be selfless enough to come back, it's it's huge. And this program will will see the benefits of that not now, but in November during a practice when everybody's tired and Chris Olave is still going, you know, that's, that's where he makes the biggest impacts is his practice habits to to rub off on everyone else. I am excited to watch this offense already. And it's January
0: 18th. (laughs) Yeah. Already moving into this off season. And and for anybody who is still a believer in that diva mentality, Ohio state's wide receivers doesn't apply. Look at what's happened over the last couple of years. Chris Olave now the latest embodiment of that. He has made uh, his decision publicly known. He will return for a senior year with the Buckeyes, Uh, a captain and a leader. Hey, maybe he'll change numbers again. That could be a candidate to where that block go. We'll see what happens uh, in this off season, but another big uh, development uh, for the Buckeyes breaking it down with Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward for full coverage all year round of Ohio state. Stay with us at lettermanrow.com.